The following program has been pre-recorded. This week on Belonging, we'll talk to Daniel Heck, a songwriting major at Belmont University here in Nashville. He gives his testimony on his gift of music and sharing it with others. Especially like praise and worship has like a negative like connotation to it. I relate it kind of like to the rosary in a sense, like sure. just taking like a really simple song and like meditating on it. I, I'm going to take this and I'm going to like pray with it and like help people, like bring people into like a deeper prayer. This week on Belonging, next. This program is made possible by the generous donations of Jeannie and Bill Stayskull, members of Christ the King Parish in Nashville, and by a grant from the Cook Foundation. Take advantage of the many opportunities for young people in the Nashville Diocese to connect and find belonging. Like University Catholic, a community of college-age students who are serious about their faith and unite in fellowship and friendship to deepen their personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Go to universitycatholic.org to find out more. You can also connect with young Catholics like you by attending events like Summit Music City. It's a night of music followed by adoration and reconciliation. It's free and open to young people of all faiths. Go to soundscatholic.com or try Theology on Tap, where you can gather with other people in their 20s and 30s like you who want to learn more about their faith while enjoying a beverage together. Join Theology on Tap Nashville on Facebook for events and times. to another episode of Belonging on Nashville Catholic Radio. My name is Zach Jansen. I'm a 24-year-old living here in Middle Tennessee here to host this show. Each week we are joined by Father Javon as well as chaplain at University Catholic, a big part of here in the Diocese of Nashville. This week we're joined by Mr. Daniel Heck, a student at Belmont University here in Nashville, Tennessee. He has a great story to tell of his testimony uh, with music and visiting schools. So, Daniel, thank you for being on the show today. Yeah, happy to be here pleasure to have you hear, hear your story a little bit before uh, I got to meet you of your testimony from traveling school to school and at first just tell people uh, who, who you are where, where you're from where you're at today in life yeah so um, I'm from I'm from Minnesota like right in the middle of the state um, yeah. people probably know St. Cloud that's where I came from but before that I was in a small town Princeton Minnesota I mean St. Cloud's pretty small too but yeah Princeton's a little smaller <laughs> uh, <laughs> so what brought you to, to, to Nashville to college okay yeah yeah so I I went to like I went to a bunch of schools I started I kind of knew I wanted to do music sure. in high school so first thing I did was well I guess before I went to school I joined the army band yeah so that was when I was 17 so I went to like basic training in my summer of what is it 2015 now yeah, yeah it was a long time ago um, 2015 and then the summer after that I went to the army school of music for another nine weeks and then after that I went to school for piano piano performance and at Gustavus Adolphus College and did not like it at all <laughs> what did you not like about it Just, were um, you studying or where you were I, I think it was mostly where I was, because um, I, I knew that I wanted to do performance of some sort, um, and it was really great. It was a really great school. There was to like double major and like do a bunch of things at, but that's not what I wanted. Like I knew exactly what I wanted to do, kind of, or at least that's what I thought. Um, so I knew I wanted to do music, and nobody else was really like, yeah, I want to like perform. They were more like, I just want to. Teacher, like I want to make money. Sure, <laughs> so, yeah, which yeah. isn't exactly always true. Music. <laughs> yeah. 
That's amazing that you had that feeling of knowing what you wanted to do because I say 99% of young adults and teenagers have no idea what they want to do. And even when you get older than that, but you are, so where did this passion of music come from? Is this where you grew up or your family? Um, I don't know. I think, I think I can't, I can't really tell you. I was, I remember when I was in like third grade or something, I went to a sleepover at my friend's house. Sure. And we were like, let's be, let's point, let's join a band. Let's be in a band together when we get older. And I'm like, yeah, let's definitely do that. I was sold on this idea for like two years. Nobody else was. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So here you are in college, kind of pursuing this dream you had. So what, what what kept you moving then? You realized your, your first school, you just didn't feel like the scene there. Where did you move on from there? So then, um, okay, I guess I, I can kind of, I'll talk, I'll go back to the first school a little sure. bit, just because one thing, like, with that, I didn't I didn't really know, like, what I wanted to do. I think I put, like, a lot of weight, like, I thought, like, oh, I, like, have to do this music thing, you know? Yeah. Like, I was, like, so stuck on that, and I didn't think I could do anything else. Um, so, I don't know, there was a lot of, like, indecision there, like, a lot of doubt on my part, so I kind of, mm. like, I took a semester off after that before going to uh, McNally Smith College of Music wow. in 2017. So I don't know. I just did. I, I had a lot to like work through after that first semester at college. Yeah. I went to this other school now. So I'm like, now I'm pretty set on what I'm doing. I think at least still, wow. you know. Um, so I go there for a semester. It's honestly like the best school I've ever been to. Like I would trade that semester at that school for all the rest of my time. Oh my gosh. At, um, all, all my other schools, you know, um, even even now, like like I'm going I'm going to Belmont. I like Belmont a lot, but um, I would trade it definitely. Yeah, I, I like. I think you have a very unique story. I mean, <laughs> a, a lot of people at least definitely change their major, and sometimes their schools too. I did uh, after a year of college. But how do how do you see it as leading university Catholic father? Do you see people c- coming in and out from different schools and, and from Vanderbilt and Belmont? Or are they sticking with it all four years? Or a lot of them undecided, like, am I supposed to be here in Nashville? Where do, where do I go? Yeah, I think all those questions people are asking all the time, you know, like, and it's a lot of pressure for you to, you know, 17, 18 years old to decide what you're going to do for the rest of your life, you know? like. <laughs> well, no, from so, your story, you don't decide that, obviously. No, you don't. <laughs> and, and it's like, sometimes they're like, okay, chill. It's fine. Choose the next step. Hmm. And maybe it's not going to be... You're not going to be there for the rest of your life. You know, it's not that you're going to be on this school. I don't know the numbers, but it's like 70% of people change majors, you know, because you went and it's like, wow, that's not really what I wanted. And then we are all afraid of change, but change is good. Yeah, that's what I've loved about your your story as far as being a, a pastor here at St. Philip's and a university Catholic when they say, well, Father, this is the way we've always done it. And you're like, yes, but we're going to do it a different way now just because change is a good thing. Well, it's, it's beautiful hearing your story of, of music, how it's impacted you. And, and the Catholic faith, is that, how, how has that changed your life in college? And growing up too, did you grow up Catholic? Yeah, yep, yep. I grew up Catholic through college. Like, I definitely, I don't know, it was like early, early high school, I started to really take my faith seriously. Sure. But then like going into college, I just had like a lot of stressors happening right away. Like I was still kind of putting all my weight into like music and like trying to make money like I was just so sold so sold on like success in that area because yeah. I mean I still don't even <laughs> I still don't even know if that's going to be possible to like succeed doing like music as I envision it I that first semester was actually like really hard and I needed to learn to like stop putting my trust in success and yeah. like hoping like hoping that like money like hoping that, yeah, yeah. I think that's the biggest part of life is once you obtain that that goal of, of I finally made it here it's like okay what's the next thing now now what what's next so, so when you came to Belmont how did you become a part of 
not only the community, but did you become a part of the Catholic community there with, with University Catholic and becoming involved? How did that happen? For yeah, you? yeah. So um, I think I just I just kind of knew already, like I'm coming to a new place. I didn't know anybody here. So I'm just sure. like, okay, I definitely need to like know somebody, you know? So I just like, okay, there's a University Catholic. I What is it? Actually, I was in, I was still at, I was still in St. Cloud. Sure. And I sent an email just saying like, hey, I'm going to be here next semester, most likely. Like, is it possible I could, like, start to get involved just a little bit over Zoom? Yeah, it was exactly <laughs> where everybody was over Zoom, and we had meetings, every week meetings and all that stuff. And then it's like, sure, here's the link. And then we yeah. start to meet him. And, you know. Wow. And, yeah, I think, yeah, we, I think we pretty much went over every, I think it was Wednesday night or something like that. We did the Zoom meetings, and then you came pretty much every weekend. Finally, Time came, you moved in. Well, it's a pretty unique way, to, at least to make an effort to give it to get involved. Not, <laughs> yeah. not, to, not to sit back and say I'm gonna feel sorry for myself for not knowing anybody, or I'm yeah. just gonna sit and be, and be quiet. But you actually reached out and, and made a choice, made an effort at it. So now you're getting involved. I see. How, how long have you been at Belmont? How long have you been in Nashville? Even like a full year or no? Um, not not a full year yet because I came here in August. So, <laughs> oh what yeah. did your family think about coming down here? Were they you do you do what you want and. I mean, you're yeah. an adult. Yeah. Wow. I've been going through, like, they're really going back and forth with, like, songwriting over, like, the past four-ish years. Like, they're just, like, just, yeah. they're, good. they're really supportive, so it's really nice. That's awesome. So. Did you feel that any sense of, like, a second guessing at all when you like when you were here? Did you think, oh, what if I didn't make the right decision and I should go back home? Or were you like, I'm going to stick with it, even if it's right or if it doesn't feel right, I'm going to keep going and just follow my heart, follow my gut? Yeah, I I think that there was definitely, I mean, I'm pretty like I feel like I'm pretty doubtful just by nature, nature, or like uh, maybe like skeptical. So I like right I came here, you, yeah. like I don't see any other reasonable path for me to go. <laughs> yeah, but there there was a little there was a little doubt there. I think University Catholic helped a lot just because I, I think if I would have come here like not knowing one anyone and not having any sort of community, like it would have just sucked. I would have hated it. You'd be doing it wrong almost. <laughs> oh in a yeah. Sense. Well, yeah, and this kind of related it to you, Father. I love seeing like the impact you've had, e- even on social media. It's interesting to see just highlighting like the individual students, saying like these are actual people, like their heart and souls are, are what I'm here to care about. And I love as I, as I listen back to even our shows, how often I've heard your your mission statement of to propose Jesus Christ and form his disciples. And I feel like I see that in like the faces of everybody that you're posting individually, saying like these are people with hopes and dreams, and we're like here we're here to develop them. So that they leave here better people. Yeah, and and I don't know who came up with that mission statement, but I think it really, you know, it says. And I mean, if you ask anybody, I think I say so many times <laughs> that people are like, "What is it you can't propose to describe?" <laughs> exactly. I was like, "Yeah, they know that." But you know, and then sometimes our job is like, "How do you do this? How do you live that statement?" You know, how we, in our lives, propose Jesus Christ and form his disciples. And a lot of times, you know, we say, oh, we're going to do this. We're going to do this big event. And mm. I, no, go get coffee with somebody. That's all it takes. Huh? You know, and that's how you do it. You know, mm. go eat with somebody. Go, you know, be in. Sometimes with like, you know, Catholics like, they're pretty weird. You know, like, <laughs> just be normal people, you know. <laughs> wow. Do you feel overwhelmed at times, like, as far as having so much responsibility? I know you have so much, a big team around you with Vandy and Belmont. But do you have people helping you make it happen? Because see, here we are in a different part of Nashville right now. 
there's a million things you to be back at the cathedral and all that. Yeah, it's funny. I think it's, it was Paul the Six. I think it was here or John the Twenty Third. One of the. Anyways, he said, you know, Lord, the church is your problem. Now I'm gonna go to bed. <laughs> you know, and sometimes that's it. You know, it's not I me. Mean, I'm there to be an instrument of in God's hand. Mm. You know, and it's not my not about me. Mm. It, it's you're not alone, and you can no, yeah, let him have yeah. it. Um, well, Daniel, for you too, it's it's neat seeing how your life is kind of gone together smoothly. I don't know if it's been rough at times. <laughs> that's we, one we way to see. see it. That, that's, that's kind of what I, what I want to ask. Even though you're at a, at a great place right now in Belmont, part of this nice Catholic community, what are some parts that have been challenging for you or, to, or difficult to like to push through and to keep going when when life gets hard? Uh, what are, what are some moments that have been challenging for you? I think definitely like relationships with my family have, have been difficult. Uh, what do you mean? Like, so. like, I don't know. It's just like different, different views of like being able to like confront those. And like, I wasn't like, I wasn't taught a lot of, I don't know, philosophy, I don't know, the reasons why we necessarily believe these things. So I had to seek it out myself. Like mm-hmm. I didn't, I couldn't, I, I wouldn't just like handed these, these, this information about like what the church actually teaches and that kind of thing. So, I mean, it, it would have been really easy to just kind of say like, oh yeah, like I'll be Catholic. I'll just kind of like kind of go to mass on Sunday. Yeah. Do what needs to be like, do what needs to be done. Quotations. <laughs> Sorry. Did you find yourself like questioning the fact, like why you, why you believe what you believe and like the practices? Is that what you're saying? Kind of? Um, yeah, I, th- I think I did question. Um, I think I assented to a lot of beliefs for a while. So I'm glad, I'm glad for that because if I didn't, then I would have like, I think I would have gone down like the wrong way. Like it, it wasn't like an ascension where it's like, Oh, I guess I have to believe this. I won't do anything about it. It was kind of like, okay, I'll figure this out. But like, mm. I know, I know that this is the church Jesus founded. I just need to like trust in that at least, and then keep going and like figure out. It, it's interesting because you know, sometimes people's like, I don't want to doubt, you know, or I don't want to question. Mm-hmm. No, it's fine. Yeah. You know, that is a reason why the church believe everything that we believe. So yeah, question anything, it's fine. You know, get a priest and if he's too busy, let me know. I will <laughs> talk to Bishop Spalden, he'll give a call, you know. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there is a reason for everything that we do. If we really, so we don't need to be afraid of questioning. You know, there is a reason for everything that we do, so. That's a big part of being Catholic, yeah. I think a lot of us could, I sometimes do, even growing up too, growing through the motions of saying, uh, I don't know why I'm doing it, but I'm still going to go to Mass on Sunday and, and pray and re- receive the Eucharist. But I think that's a big part of, of young adults and, and kind of what I would like to talk about maybe in the future is even like why people fall away from the faith. Um, it's, it's because you question, they, you, you kind of start wondering, well, why is it? Why am I even required to go to Mass? Why receive the Eucharist? and community? Why do I go to the sacraments? And I think it's that passage of the disciples of Emmaus that says, you know, they didn't recognize the Lord beginning, the reason the Lord, mm-hmm. but they were there with him, with him. And then they said, stay with us. Mm. You know, stay with us because it's dark. And then when, you know, finally they recognized the Lord and the breaking of the bread, they were like, were not our hearts burning when we heard him? Wow. So this kind of, the kind of thing is like, yeah, even though we don't know, like my story, I did not do my first communion until I was 18 years old. And I went, you know, I started to go back to Mass, and I didn't know, understand why, but I was some, somewhere I was attracted to Mass. I couldn't understand. I could, I didn't know what the old man dressing in those white robes, <laughs> saying the same thing. My mind was like, blah, blah, blah. But something got me attracted, you know, like, so in my personal life, I can say, well, not my, was not my heart burning mm. when I heard that. Well, yeah. You know, like, I was, I was preaching this week, I was like, 
the real, real presence of Jesus. You know, this week we are we listen on, on the um, John six, the mm -hmm. the bread of life discourse. Mm -hmm. Even if we don't believe, it is Jesus on the blessed sacrament. You know, even if you don't believe, that's okay. It's you, Jesus. It's the real presence of Jesus Christ. Mm. How do we fight through those those times of, of dryness of faith when it's like when it's tough to, to go to mass, even when you don't want to be there? A lot of but, yeah, a lot of times I think we 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 want to go go to mass to be entertained. Wow, you know, I want to go to mass to feel something or to feel good. Dude, go to you know go get some ice cream with brownie or something like that. <laughs> it's gonna make you feel better, you yeah. know. But that's not what mass is about. And I think for us as Catholics, that's the main. It's really cool and it's interesting and it's awesome that it doesn't matter how bad the music is. It doesn't matter how ma how bad the, the liturgy is. It doesn't matter how you know stupid the priest is. <laughs> you know whatever it is. At the end, you come out with what you went to to get it. Mm. You come out with Jesus Christ. The same thing. Yes, time. because even when the you know if, if even if a priest is moral sin, that wow. Jesus becomes Jesus. Mm. And if you go to mass for any other thing than Jesus Himself, I mean, you're in the wrong place. You're, you know, go find some kind of you know ice cream shop or whatever, and you know, go have fun there. Yeah. It's not what church is about. You know, it's not. It's no. not about entertainment. It's about a sacrifice. Hmm. Jesus died for us in the cross, and every time that we celebrate mass, that sacrifice is renewed. Hmm. Happen one more time. Wow. It's not a symbol. It's not a sign. It is happening. That's the only thing that'll that'll fill our hearts and and fill our desire. That's one of the favorite things I've listened to listen to on our past shows. Kind of with the we talked about when we talked about the sacrament of marriage. When you ask, like, do you think your spouse will fill all your desires? And they say, yes, yes, no. I love them so much. Yeah, but only only God. Everything else will leave us feeling empty. But only God will fill our, all our desires. Yeah, Daniel, I'm curious your your thoughts too. As it, as there been times where it's, where it's been tough to kind of get up, either either go to mass or practice the faith, where it's kind of just been like, I know it's the right thing to do, but sometimes it's just you're not quote unquote feeling it. Or what are your thoughts? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I know. Like especially when I was like when I, at that first school, I was having a hard time with like a lot of things. There were there were times when I'm like, I feel like I should be in hell, whether God thinks I should be or not. Wow. I still managed to get up and go, and I'm like, I don't think I should be here but I'd rather be here. Like those times I wasn't really like using my reason right, you know, and I knew that. And like during those, like I knew that, okay, I can at least know that I'm not thinking right, the right way right now, even if I believe this right now. I knew before when I had like my senses about me and like mm -hmm. that I should be here. So even if I don't think I should be here, this is the right place to be. I know that you're present here in the moment. What, what do you think about yourself and your situation and the future more importantly too you have a, another year of college what, what do you think about like the even the next few months or the or the year year or two do you feel uncertainty or think like i don't know what's going to happen yet but i feel do you feel a sense of peace at all about what might happen next for you yeah i it's been all it's the first time in a long time where i really feel like i am supposed to be where i'm at mm -hmm. so i think just being just from last semester, like being able to like work through like the doubt that I had. Now I feel like I'm really in a solid, yes, mm -hmm. this is where I'm supposed to be, at least right now. Whether that changes in the future, I don't know, but just being open to that. And uh, on a side note too, speaking on the topic of music, how Father had briefly, briefly mentioned that like even in the mass, it doesn't matter sometimes how boring something is or 
what the music is like, and I think, but but it plays a, a big part of it sometimes. And how how has that been for you with the faith, that topic of music, as far as you, you studying it, and then when you're in the mass, what what how has the, the how has music impacted your faith or, or made it come to reality? I like philosophy a lot, so I think one thing is like, for me, it's almost like a proof of like God's existence. Hmm. If that, I, I guess I'll explain that like, of like evolution, like if like we're like. If we're, if we're like only like from whatever cells, like if that's all it is, whatever evolution is talking about, then how did we, how did we like manage to like come up with this thing that we just like enjoy? Like there's no real benefit to survival of like music Mm -hmm. and then taking that and like, there's actually something like more to it. Like there's like kind of a spiritual element of music in a way, you know, the angels singing all that, all that kind of thing. Like it's kind of understood in a sense, like it's not like the fullness of God. Like it's not like this is music is not my God. You know, like I think a lot of musicians like tend towards that. I, I'd agree. Yeah. <laughs> this Sunday we had a beautiful piece on the after the nine p.m. mass. It was the uh, prayer of, after before right before prayer after communion. After communion, we had this beautiful Pani's Angelico, mm-hmm. and I was like, I just closed my eyes and I was like, this is what heaven is gonna be. Mm-hmm. You know, it was so beautiful. Like, okay. So let me ask you this, Danny. How music shows you the beauty of God? Yeah. I think um, just from studying music a lot, I'm able to, like, look how these... I guess I'll just... I'll talk about a piano. A piano has, like, 12 keys. Sure. But And I can make a lot of things happen with those 12 keys. Like, I feel very confident of, like, I can, like, write music. I can do all these things. But there are also a lot of pitches like in between there that I just don't play. I can't play. I can't like, I can try and sing it, but I can't like, I can't make it work. Mm -hmm. Whereas like, like to me, like I just see that and I'm like, God, like God has all of these like pitches. Like he knows all of these sounds and like, he's not limited to that. And like, there's so much music that I just like, I think of heaven and I'm like, like God, like you're not even gonna like you're gonna go like pass these twelve notes and like in between all these twelve notes, like. Wow. Yeah. That's a, that's a pretty deep analogy. That it's how, how's, from wh- musician to musician, <laughs> the thought is like, whoa, <laughs> that's deep somehow. And no, it's it's very when you know when you kind of know what you're listening to, it, it, it makes it more meaningful. Yeah. I guess that how you can see like the the practicality, but the theory behind it, and mm-hmm. think like. It's it's true beauty. I guess it's like you're saying in a philosophical sense that music isn't really necessary, but it, it's, it's what makes us human. I don't know. It makes the mass more beautiful to celebrate. And even seeing with you, Kat, too, how how uh, during times of adoration, maybe, and uh, to, to sing, to, to have, have praise and worship. Have, have, has that ever been a part of your time, you, Kat, as far as uh, any praise and worship music or, mm-hmm. or playing at all? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've definitely, um, I started when I was in St. Cloud State, I was like a peer minister and also did like music stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like, especially like praise and worship has like a negative like connotation to it. Like, cause it's like, oh, it's just like bad pop music, Yeah, <laughs> you know? Um, but I think, I think like, I relate it kind of like to the rosary in a sense, like sure. just taking like a really simple song and like meditating on it, mm. you know? Um, and I've just found that to be really beautiful. Cause then I don't, I don't need to worry about like, like performing necessarily mm-hmm. just like I'm, I'm going to take this and I'm going to like pray with it and like mm-hmm. help people like bring people into like a deeper prayer. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the biggest difference, you know, and we have praise and worship every Thursday night and uh, the last hour for, for petrol duration that we have. 
But it's like that's what I always talk to the to the musicians. You know, like you are here to not to perform for us, but to pray with us. Mm. It's not performance; they are praying with us. You exactly. Know? It's different from from a show. Show is good. You go there mm. because you like Dan Hack and Dan <laughs> Hack is yeah. gonna, you know have this song. But when you do praise and worship, when you do you know music at a church, is completely different. Those musicians are praying with us. Mm not for us exactly you know? they are playing with us and praying with us not playing for us exactly it's a, it's a prayer that that art, art of the song and informing and creating the music and just on a side note too how how do you see i know you're in that major of songwriting how do you see that that career of songwriting playing a, an impact and sort of like your roles as like a disciple mm -hmm. i guess in, in your life that that role of songwriting yeah yeah i think um what I really, what I really try to do, I don't always do it well, but I, I like whether or not I'm writing a song like explicitly like about God, mm -hmm. I always try and like bring like the truth to this song, you know, like to bring about some sort of, uh, like to bring about some thoughts, like to m make people think and like, like at least lead them at least a step closer to, um, to like God and his church. I think it's a beautiful part about music and uh, is, is this music making me a better person? Is it bringing me closer to God, what mm -hmm. I'm listening to, or in your case, what I'm writing, what I'm creating? Well, just to hear your testimony and your story uh, of the beauty of music. Thank you, Daniel, for being here mm -hmm. today on the show. Um, and thank you to Father Javon as well. And hearing about this, the, the gift of music, I guess the, the career that it is um, to find the beauty of it in the mass, in praise and worship and adoration, uh, that we're all impacted in some way, whether we're listening meditating on, on one certain thing and remember that we're we're praying with with the music it's not a, not a, not a performance all the time but, we're, but it's a prayer um to just to perform and to and to create and to songwrite so thank you to everyone in our listening audience for all the nashville people that are pursuing that career of music to find that that vocation in your life um to spread love uh, to be to lead people closer to, to heaven to god with your music um so thank you to everyone in our audience and please be sure to follow our show uh, on the go with our podcast by searching belonging for young catholic adults uh, wherever you get your podcasts remember we're our show belonging is recorded right here in the saint oscar romero studio at in nashville catholic radio at the pastoral center of the diocese of nashville special, special thank you to jim chandler does a lot for our show for father javon as well one more time to to daniel heck for being a guest on the show today my name is zach jansen thank you for listening to belonging on nashville catholic radio